The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. afterwards we are going to talk about the rest of the games that happened on Sunday and then also cover some news that's happened either from after the games or between Sunday and Monday and then we'll skedaddle on to Thursday but of course I'm your host Sean Garman here with me Mr. Eric Watkins remember Sean if I goose you that means it's time to hand over the mic I'm ready to go. Well, that's going to be even harder to do from however far away we are from each other, from Jacksonville to Homestead, but uh, <laughs> we can make it work, right? Hey, hey, if something like that can work for Philip Rivers saying it, I figured it could work for me. Hey, you know what? Phillip, apparently, Philip Rivers is going to have to learn a lesson from us on this evening then. But we'll talk about Phillip Rivers and their, once again, losing out on a very winnable game uh, for them. But uh, I don't know if this is a positive way to start this or not, but the only overtime game uh, that happened on this uh, week two was the Arizona Cardinals and Indianapolis Colts, the Beginning of the journey of Jacoby Brissett as a starting quarterback, not with the Patriots, and Carson Palmer and the Cardinals once again looking dire for about three quarters and a half of this. I, yeah, it. this is, uh, I don't know what to say other than it's not that the Colts were just dominating so much as the Cardinals were just playing like mis- crap, misfiring. And I will say this, you know, the Indianapolis on their first drive of the game, they come in, they score a touchdown. Uh, they actually have a leverage penalty go in their favor uh, as a leverage penalty. We'll talk about later. 
uh, also goes in the favor of uh, the Broncos. But, yeah, th- this was the first one that we saw where this new thing that they're focusing on now where you can't use an opponent's body to get over on them and then use that to put your hand in the air to try to block a kick. That happened, and it uh, took away a field goal and allowed Frank Gore to run in for a touchdown. And then on the next drive, they get a field goal. So they're in business. Ten and It's 10-0. You're thinking, oh, Jacoby Brissett, not too bad. <laughs> right? And, you know, uh, the – it's uh, – what happened with the, the Cardinals is you get an early drive with they go turnover on downs because they can't get the the fourth down that they go for after Momoa gets a 50-yard catch. They do get a field goal, but there's a theme with this for, for the Cardinals for a lot of this game is that Palmer gets sacked. Uh, Palmer can't get out of the, the pocket. The Colts defenders are making big plays, not necessarily covering, but they're doing quite a few things we saw the Lions do in the Monday night game where they're coming in and at the right time knocking the ball out, causing an incompletion, or there's two guys surrounding the player making sure he doesn't get uh, the ball. They even have an interception that they get on Palmer. And you're going, oh, it's it's the end of the half. All right, whatever. And here comes the Indianapolis making bad mistakes here. It's 13-3. to And then we're in the fourth quarter. This is where the Colts need to start getting things together, right? You're getting ready to get this win. And this is where the Colts still are going to have the problems that you have without Andrew Luck. Because Jacoby Brissett, Starts showing the rookie. And it's not that he's been solid for most of the game. Because I will tell you. Every time that it wasn't a scoring drive. Brissett looked bad. He was holding the ball too long. He'd get sacked. He'd throw bad passes. That are either underthrown or overthrown. And then here comes. the I don't know if it's the Colts defense was just tired. Or whatever. But J.J. Nelson goes through two defenders. Catches a touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's it's thirteen ten. Then here we go. The next drive, after a three and out field goal, it's tied thirteen thirteen. And then the Colts should have lost in regulation, but Phil Dawson misses the field goal, and they go into overtime. This is after Brissett has a fumble where he loses eight yards. And then there's a bad punt that allows for this to even happen for the Cardinals. And then on the first play of overtime, Brissett throws a bad interception, which then leads to the field goal for the Cardinals to win. Now, keep in mind, the whole icing the kicker thing, we saw San Diego fall victim to it last Monday night. And, well, this time it happened. Hmm? Yeah, we saw the Cardinals do it, and we'll see the the Eagles go through it later too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it happens; so, it apparently yeah. works. <laughs> yes, this is going to be a thing again. It's annoying, but it's effective. Yeah, until somebody proves that it's not effective, uh, you have to. And 
this this is a thing though for the Cardinals. I get it that uh, your running game is not the same without David Johnson. A lot of your offense is built around David Johnson. But you can't go against a team that's not the Colts. You can't go three three quarters basically just stinking it up, not dropping balls, throwing in a double coverage, not getting a lot going in the, the running game. Credit to them for staying in it and, and I, you know, maybe if Bursette, that's another thing too. Bursette could not keep a drive long enough in the fourth quarter for that defense to get any rest. So the deep, you keep getting all these three and outs and putting your, your team in a bad spot, eventually that defense is going to wear down. And that's what happened. It was big play after big play after big play. The Cardinals just get it and they win. But it's, you know, this has got to be, if you're Chuck Pagano, if you're the Colts, this has got to be disappointing because this is one you could have had without Andrew Luck. And, yeah, you're playing the Browns next week, but the Browns are aiming for that first win. They they want to get, uh, you know, especially with uh, Deshaun Kaiser, you want to get that, get a win to establish yourself. Maybe reset with another week of practice gets better, all that kind of, all that sort of deal. But this was one you let slip away if you're in Indianapolis. You're leading by... 10 points going into the fourth quarter and you just stink it up in the quarter that matters. And I mean, there's really nothing else to say beyond that. I had a feeling and I even mentioned this on our preview show, Jacoby Brissett, you were third string in new England and couldn't get it done. Now you're not even in new England. I mean, the Scott told Zim, but that's not saying much. Exactly. Scott told Zine where his best game was a 26-26 tie. And if it hadn't been for that field goal, who knows? This could have easily ended up a 13-13 tie, especially with the new 10-minute overtimes. Yeah, it's... Well, let's be glad that didn't happen, because <laughs> let me tell you, I don't think anybody wanted to see that. Personally, uh, I was rooting for it because looking at that, I'm like, nobody deserves to win this game. I agree with you, but the Colts at least had the lead for a while. I mean, you know. Having uh, the lead and deserving to win are two different things. You could say that the Cardinals did enough to deserve to win uh, by playing well in, in the quarter that matters, I guess, the most. Uh, for football, but it's once again <clears throat> a problem on special teams that winds up hurting the San, the oops, I almost said San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. I I feel I don't know if I should feel bad for this kicker or just I, I don't know. I mean, there's the so Dolphins. Many, there's so many <laughs> jokes that I could make right now, but I'm just not gonna. It wouldn't be fair. I mean, you can't say that it, <clears throat> Cody Parker goes and makes three field goals in a row. 
Including okay. one, and one of his was from, I believe, 52? 54. 54? Yeah, the, the the one he that winds up winning the game is from 54. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, Young Ho Koo makes one for 41 in, in earlier in the game, and he can't do it on the last... Uh, Last kick of the game. So again, yet he has the vote of confidence for now. Yeah, after all the all that Philip Rivers did to get them into into scoring range, I, I think if you're the if you're the Chargers, now you have to think about. Do we have to start thinking about we got to score a touchdown at the end of a game? And personally, no, with, with their struggles, I would say yes. I really would. Now that you have Keenan Allen back, Philip Rivers is, proves that he has some magic left in him. So they're just going to go guns blazing at this point. Well, hey, Jerry Cutler did throw a touchdown. So... Smoking Jake Cutler, who, my God, I saw him smile more in those 60 minutes than I have in his entire career, including at Vanderbilt, no less. It also helps when Jay Ajayi runs for 122 yards. Well, not to mention he proved that he basically said his favorite receivers were going to be ones like uh, Devontae Parker and, well, well, before the injury, lo and behold, who was he able to consistently throw to? Yep, and then he throws the touchdown. <coughs> Kenny Stills. That helps uh, narrow that lead. And <coughs> more uh, bigger props to him. He doesn't throw an interception in this game. That was a so. major, 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 major relief. Yeah, but once again, I think if you're the Chargers, you're disappointed. You know, Antonio Gates breaks the record, uh, which credit to him for his longevity and everything else. Uh, Melvin Gordon scores the touchdown. Phillip Rivers and, and the offense do everything to try to win that game at the end and another just narrow loss. Uh, for the Chargers, who suffered quite a few of those last year. They had, I think they were the team that had the most losses by seven points or less last season, and it uh, continues with two games this season. And it wouldn't surprise me if this happens even more, because like last year, your mentality is really going to set in. And for a team to be this unlucky, I mean, ouch. Yeah, just, I don't know, it's, it's, just, it's almost sad watching this because once again you're in the Subhub Center and there's more Dolphins fans in there than <laughs> Chargers fans. Yeah, they even <laughs> said, maybe if we start winning more, and I'm like, yeah, but even then, how are you going to do that? I mean, but it, matter, it matters, though, if you win. 
True, but what I'm saying is, how are you going to actually win? I mean, do I need to co- go over to L.A. and do some sort of rain dance? Are we talking ancient voodoo ritual? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the kind of person that condones animal sacrifices, but hey, if it gets to the point you're 0-4 drastic times... I don't think it needs to get to that, but... Definitely, we'll have to see <laughs> when it comes to the Chargers because they need certainly some kind of help at this point. Uh, Chicago, thinking that they're doing okay after their <laughs> narrow loss to the Falcons, go into Tampa Bay and absolutely get whooped by the Bucks, 29-7. to the Bears don't score until the fourth quarter. And I was kind of pissed that they even scored then. Because it, 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 ter- subpar coverage on a corner route in the end zone. A good over-the-shoulder catch to end the shutout. But, oh, you little pencil head, Mike Glennon. I said that the Bucks were going to show how they were better off without you. And, well, I was right yet again. Four turnovers for the Bears on a day where you don't double cover Mike Evans. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. They didn't think point. we needed to. And one of those turnovers was a pick six. I was so yes. happy. 47-yard interception return by Robert McClain, which was... That uh, pretty much, if it wasn't over the end, put the nail in the coffin... Hey, Nick Folk even hits a 50-yard field goal for them to be leading 26-0 at the half. <laughs> Boy. Uh, I mean, I, I guess you could say something for the Bucks why they only scored three points in one half. But, hey, when the Bears are that inept. It's your season. It's your season opener. You're whooping your former quarterback. A win is a win is a win. Amazingly, somehow, the Bucks and Bears pretty much tied for total yards in the game and everything. And still, the scoring discrepancy here uh, is crazy. That Bucks defense, got to worry about that. But I, yeah. I think... Go ahead. You can get a whole bunch of yards, but you really can't score. Not to mention Tampa Bay had some much shorter fields in a lot of those instances. Yeah, I think you can definitely start putting Mike Evans in that elite territory for me as far as receivers. If uh, you don't put him there already. And, hey, Jarquiz Rogers did fine enough. I think Doug Martin needs to worry about getting into a running back by committee when he comes back if... Uh, he's not careful here, but I think certainly very good win for the Bucks in their first game, putting a statement out there because they're they were, and I think they still are a lot of people's favorites to make a run to the playoffs, if not challenge the Falcons uh, for the division. And I, 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 I I'm one of those people. I've got them doing it this year. Now, granted, after two games, the Falcons have yet to fall off of that cliff, but it's only two games. 
Well, right now, technically, the Panthers have two wins, but they certainly... No, no. You said it best. Technically. A 9-3 win over Buffalo, when the fact that the Bills still had a chance to win on their final It's 9-3. I mean, of course they're going to have a chance to win. No, no, no. You... That, oh, you're, to me, it's technically, but it, as I've said it before, the Carolina Panthers are one and a half and oh. Seriously. That, in my mind, is not a full win. That doesn't go like that, but all right. I know it doesn't go like that, but damn it, it does in my book. I, okay, I was able to forgive that against San Francisco, but I'm sorry, Buffalo, you have Tyrod Taylor running for his life practically every down, yet you still, oh, talk about teams being inept. Jesus. I think Cam Newton still isn't right after, after everything. I think no, he wasn't right, and he, he even took a bad shot that I was wondering, uh, was his day done? After suffering a bad sack in the second half. Well, getting back to this here before we leave out. The Bears, things don't get any easier for them. They have the Steelers, the Packers, and the Vikings. And Ravens coming up. Okay, so potentially 1-5. And And if Sam Bradford starts, 0-6. Oh, well, then after the Ravens, they have the Panthers as well. Uh, but just which team do you think is, is the real Bears? The one that came out in week one at home and almost beat the Falcons? Or this team here that just sunk it up against the Bucks? Uh, and when do you pull that trigger on Mitchell Trubisky? Because right now John Fox is adamant that it's Glennon starting in week three. Yeah, starting Glennon in week three is the right move. I really think it's going to be somewhere in between. Glennon had a great first game to get his feet wet, but this was a total just trap game for the Bears because, again, season opener for the Bucks. Go Opening at home for the Bucks, Going up against their former quarterback who they let go and said, hey, Jameis, it's your show. Of course the Bucks had a lot to prove and the Bears were just going to be victim. I think it's somewhere in between, but I really think week three, you're going to start seeing more of what the Bears really look like. And as far as Mitchell Trubisky, I would say at least week five. If it really goes that bad and the Bears are at a 1-5, and 0-6 clip, then you pull the trigger. I think... Uh... I think these next two games are very important for Mike Glennon. You've got the Steelers, which is a hard team to play. You're at home, though. Then you go to Green Bay on a Thursday. If you sync it up in those two games, if you're John Fox and you're looking at 0-4, I think when it comes to Monday Night Football against the Vikings, you might want to really consider starting Mr. Trubisky. You consider starting him and Mike Glennon? You stink it up these next two games. Your career as an NFL quarterback is 
pretty much done and dusted. Yeah, uh, we'll see, though. John Fox is pretty hard-headed sometimes when it comes to wanting to make that move. I get the whole, you don't want to start the rookie out there, but look, we've already had two teams do it. We'll talk about Kaiser in a little bit, but, you know, Watson proved to be okay. I don't think the Glennon's that much better than Trubisky at this point. If the Chicago keeps going on this losing streak, and I get it, they have played... Two very difficult teams from the NFC South. You're going to play two more difficult teams than if Brad and if Bradford plays. By the time you get to the Vikings, you're talking about three. Then the Ravens, who have been crazy, the Panthers. I mean, it doesn't let up at all for the Bears uh, no. in this schedule at all. But hey, sometimes you got to throw those rookies out to the fire and see what happens. You do, and at this point, I wouldn't object to it. I really wouldn't. Yeah, I think the the Bucks are they they're rolling in this game. Let's see what they do uh, next week. Uh, moving on, though, I did talk about uh, Kaiser, who suffered a migraine in this game and went out for a while, which led to the Browns' only score by Kevin Hogan. And then he proceeded to commit a turnover and added to the, what was it, four or five turnovers by the Browns. The Ravens' defense has been absolutely ridiculous in the first two games. Again, two divisional opponents, must be said. Flacco has been efficient enough, 25-34, for 34, 217 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, uh, You don't have... Receivers with big numbers or anything, but the running game stays solid. How? I mean, what what do you think about these Ravens right now? I mean, they're getting it done. I still didn't notice that Flacco was back. But then again, I was focused on the Sean <laughs> Kaiser for this one. It's one of those weird things. Normally, I would be like, well, Joe Flacco this, Joe Flacco that. What are you smoking? He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he's borderline elite, but I mean, this season, he's just there. I want to mention shout out to my boy from Arkansas, Collins. Yeah, I got another shout out. 42 yards. Yeah, I got another shout out later on, and uh, it's going to be one of the reasons why I'm extremely pissed off. But yeah. I, I get you, but it's just, for me, like, what stands out here, if for, for one, I think perhaps, I wonder if the NFL is going to address this whole, Deshaun Kaiser has a migraine, you let him come back in the game later. I know it's I, not a concussion, but that's kind of something that... No, that's one of those to where it's, if you're dealing with migraines, those one of the... I'm not really key, but one symptom of concussions, and that's a real legit problem. Well, so, it's also not its not just that. It's a problem of migraines aren't really good to be going back into a contact situation. No. Not, so, not, and, and, and they're also scared that Corey Coleman might have broken his hand, which isn't good either for the uh, Browns because he's somebody that 
Deshaun Kaiser has a really good rapport with. Duke Johnson, sir, that From catch the- you made is ridiculous. Uh, Channelinger in there, Odell Beckham. I like it. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. it, it would have been better had you not, like, you know, tried to land on your head and try to flip around. Don't, don't do that. Don't, no, no. Yeah, landing on your head, not, not bueno. Uh, Benjamin Watson siding, getting the most yards for, for Baltimore here uh, on this one. But, yeah, three sacks for the defense, five tackles for loss, uh, 10 QB hits in this game. Ridiculous. They are just, they're doing what they got to do. Interceptions all over the place. Four different guys with interceptions. Uh, including Eric Weddle, Brandon Carr, uh, former Cowboy. So, just this this Ravens defense, I gotta it, say. This is the Ravens defense we're accustomed to seeing, even going way back to 2000. This is their identity, and they're right back at it yet again. Oh, and they get to play the Jaguars in London. Yes, don't remind me. It's just Ooh. legit. Don't remind me because I'm going to sleep right through it. What is the point? <laughs> You're like, I am not getting up at no nine o'clock to watch. Hey, Look, you if, could... I'm, if I'm getting up at 9 a.m. on a Sunday to watch the game or have it streamed through Yahoo, if I'm not three mimosas and a screwdriver deep by halftime, that's completely on me. <laughs> I don't even know what the Premier League Sunday game is yet, so. I don't know, I might be watching that instead, but I will I will probably most likely be at work. But those London games are fun. They're fun to to get up and watch. Not all of them are great games. Don't get me wrong, but but still. Uh then uh moving along. This let, let's talk about this game here. The Eagles and Chiefs. This was defensive to the bone here. Both defenses were... Go ahead. And it's weird that it was very defensive controlled because if you look at a 27-20 score, you think, oh, you're out of your mind. But no. it Defenses set the tone, and Alex Smith did beyond just enough, but did a lot more to really win. They had to get some very inventive with some of those plays. Oh, yeah, the uh, shovel pass with people going in front of Kelsey to get the touchdown. That was uh, pretty amazing. And that's a play that they used a zillion times, it felt like, in that game against the Patriots, and they were still able to pull it off. Here, Hunt gets the big breakaway touchdown, which starts rolling things for the Chiefs. But both, again, I want to mention both, defenses here uh Darren Sproles also with the fumble on the kick return which is bad uh that also led to points for the the Chiefs but yeah multiple sacks on both ends uh for the defenses here with four for the Philly defense and six for the Kansas City defense on Carson Wentz. That's a problem that Carson Wentz has that I noticed watching the game is that 
the pocket will collapse in front of him. He still stands there. Mm-hmm. And he does not move fast enough away. The dude can run, and he he just takes too long. Now, with uh, Smith, he's actually one of those that knows he can run, and he uses that to his advantage. But th- many of the times he got sacked, it's because there was no way around it that he would he just get tied up and he couldn't get away. Uh, again, big gains for... A uh, big game for Kareem Hunt again. Travis Kelsey over 100 yards receiving with the big uh, with the touchdown. They kind of set uh, the game apart at that point. Darren Sproles still got it on the ground and in the passing game, but again that 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 uh, fumble is going to hurt them a lot. But Carson Wentz was throwing it around 333 yards. He was finding Jeffrey. If Smith had caught some of these balls that he dropped. Uh, might be a different story, but even then, uh, and of course, Zach Ertz with the ridiculous uh, ball goes off the guy's hands, the Chiefs player's hands, he still catches it, and then the the ice in the kicker happens, and the rookie kicker can't make the field goal at the end of the half. Uh, that was rather unfortunate uh, as far as that goes. But yeah, I mean, Chris Jones, big interception. Uh, came at a uh, time in the game where things could have changed. But yeah, to me, I think it's, again, Carson Wentz needs to be more aware of his pocket presence. Uh, credit to him, though, for even though there was times where it seemed insurmountable, he still went in, even with eight seconds left, a wonderful like bat to himself to recover the onside kick. And then they were there. That Hail Mary didn't bat. It batted the wrong way. But, uh, you know. Yeah, the Chiefs snuck in just behind on the end. And also, one guy who we thought, or at least I personally thought, would be more of a factor for the Phillies offense, Aguilar. Yeah, he was only there for the one touchdown. Yeah. But again, the rest of the guys stepped up, you know, so. They, re- they really did. And credit to them, credit to the offense, but who oh boy. Yeah, the Chiefs just had, I think, it, on this end, the defense was just, they came up at the right moments to stifle the Eagles. And, uh, you know, their big players made it, made the, not to have a, a John Madden cliche here, but their big players came up and made the big plays when it counted. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> That's <sighs> Tom Brady is back. If you didn't know, oh, uh, that look four hundred and forty-seven people... yards, three touchdowns, three touchdowns in the first quarter, mind you. Look, that Saints defense still sucks. Of course, and they're not going to get any better. Look, I everybody can say it's face cream. Tom Brady himself says it's clean living. And to me, he had plastic surgery. It, kudos <laughs> to his doctor for getting it done. And then whatever he did, I don't know, cryogenic chamber, stem cells, something. It. God, that man is just annoying. Well, uh, Kenny Vaccaro got sat 
in the middle of the game because he's there's talks about him being traded. Sure. Because he's been getting beat in the last two games. Who would want him? I don't I don't know. Uh but he was asked about it. He's like, I know Gronk had two catches on me, really great catches. That was about it. That's all that really happened. The next thing I know, I'm sitting next to Coach Payton. Uh, oh, I uh, took full responsibility for last week's struggles. I had bad eyes on a couple of plays and I took responsibility for that. I didn't know that was going to overflow into this game until all of a sudden I was out. Uh, I've been here for the last four years. We haven't played up to par on defense, and I understand how it goes. Obviously, I've got to be better in my, my preparation. Got to be more consistent. Think- and yeah, two big two catches, but dude, Gronk torched you. Yeah, Gronk did torch him. Uh, he has not looked good. The Saints' defense continues to be what they've been. Uh, it, the defense has never been small. Well, I can't say never, but the past couple of years has not been a focus in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, Bree still puts up uh, nasty numbers. Oops. I love how when these things uh, decide they want to play videos when no one asks them to. Uh, but, That's yeah. That's going to be fixed. They say that. But, you know, these autoplay things get them hits, and they like that kind of thing. Oh, so, no. You can, you can thank Chrome. Yeah, they're going to try to weasel and, yeah. Anyways, different subject, different show. Yeah, I, I think certainly, again, like, you know, Breeze puts up his yards, but when you're already down, uh, what, 30 to 13 at the end of the second quarter, that's you're starting to get into almost insurmountable territory there if you're – the Saints, because it's not like you're stopping the Patriots very much at all either. Again, Man. Brady is Brady. And I'm sorry, I don't trust anyone that wears patent leather cleats. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with this entire system, but yeah, I mean, so we just, did we just say that it was a blip on the radar of the Chiefs game, or... I, I said or, that. Or was I, it uh, the Saints' defense is just that bad and we got to wait until... I really think it's both. I mean, this is kind of what the doctor ordered, and I will repeat. I don't trust anyone who wears patent leather cleats. But at the same time, yes, Brady is Brady. Now, next week is going to be really telling... But if it's another big performance, then I'll say, yeah, this is the same movie like it was a couple years ago. I don't know. I think if we've seen anything from Bill Belichick, because he's going to know exactly what to do against a rookie quarterback like Deshaun Watson, and he'll find a way to pick apart that defense for the Texans. Look, if the guy can instantly prove uh, tell everybody their lane assignments for defending the wishbone in a replacement game in 87. Yeah, he can work up a wondrous defensive scheme against Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that, but we'll see 
it, it it's next week is a different story, obviously, but I don't see. I think possibly the the Buccaneers. Uh, if the Panthers continue the way they've been doing, I don't think that's going to be the story. But the Buccaneers might be in Tampa uh, on a Thursday night. That that could be the one. That could be the trap game there. But not just the trap game. But I hope to God they get the color rush uniforms right. That I'd would imagine be a- the Patriots would have sort of the same colors as the Bills by that mm-hmm. point. Hmm. And then what the Bucks would have like all red or something? Yeah, too bad that the Patriots couldn't do their all red throwbacks. Maybe all white versions of the throwbacks. I gotta think about it. Speaking of bad, or well, I don't know. It just it wasn't a very uh, entertaining game to watch. I would say the Bills and Panthers. The Panthers squeak by after Zay Jones drops a pass at the four-yard line, which, if he would have been able to run it in, could have been the winner for the Bills. Yeah, but he drops they, it, and the Panthers he, survive. He, he catches the pass. They had a timeout left. I mean, you could draw up maybe one play, but, I mean, my God, nine I still say it's a half a win for the Panthers. <laughs> At least you're sticking to that. I I still think it uh, it involves the defense here. You're these two. De- you can say what you want about the Bills as far as you know their their offenses. Is awful, but that defense is keeping them in games. Tyrod Taylor is both the leading passer and rusher in this surprise, game. Surprise, surprise. Both he and Cam Newton were running for their lives. Yeah, and that's the thing. And then I just feel like Cam Newton just doesn't look like Cam Newton right now. I don't know if it's because they've taken him out of what he's used to doing. or He admitted that he hasn't really been the best at passing, but it's not going to be at the point to where he's going to get better. Now, say what you want. Yes, they took him out of his game and his usual style of play. They don't want him to keep taking hits, even though he took a couple of brutal ones against the Bills. Yes, you could say, yeah, you could still say there's something of a hangover from that crushing loss in the Super Bowl. I have my own conspiracies as far as that, but all in all, he's getting exposed for more of what he is in the pocket, and it's not good. And something should be said, though. This is Sean McDermott, who was the defensive coordinator for the Panthers for six seasons, and you couldn't figure this defense out. Uh, or it's you just don't have the personnel to do it, but they kept McCoy in check. Yeah, the Bills just nine, nine yards on 12 carries. Woof. Yeah, like I said, it's a half a win for the Panthers. Well, also, I think we know how tight Cam Newton is with Greg Olson, and this is a huge loss. Broken foot for Greg Olson. He is going to miss quite a few games. I believe they said six to eight weeks. Yep. 
And this is the first time he's missing a game in 10 seasons. Yeah. Or 11 another, seasons. Another boy of mine from the U, and as soon as I heard the word crutches, I'm like, oh, this is not good. No, it's not, and that's not going to help the, the Panthers offensively. Look, Calvin Benjamin has been improving, and, you know, you got Christian McCaffrey out there and everything, but if you're the Panthers, you got to put up more, you got to put up more numbers like what you did against San Francisco, less like this. Get to double digits. Jesus Christ. And the Bills right now not looking good with uh, the Broncos. Uh, being their next opponent next week. If I there's saw anything. a out in this one. Whew. Wouldn't be surprised uh, at all in that. If you're the Broncos, though, you're feeling really good after holding Ezekiel Elliott to eight yards rushing and you win 42-17. to 17. Of course, the 103-yard interception return for a touchdown by Aqib Tlaib. Uh, capped everything off, but man, not not even an hour long weather delay could stop those Broncos. Yeah, it wasn't just the Broncos though. I think the Cowboys hurt themselves. Uh, they had bad penalties and situations. They shouldn't have that leverage penalty was an absolute killer. Uh, giving up seven instead of three. Because that penalty wasn't a good one. Uh, that offensive pass interference by Dez was also in a terrible moment. But let's give credit where it was due. The Denver defense absolutely came in there with a game plan to destroy Zeke Elliott. And they did not allow him to do anything in that game. They made oh, no, Dak have they, they allowed him to stand there as they ran with the ball right by him. They let him do that. No, they didn't allow him. He allowed himself <laughs> uh, by quitting on the team at that moment. But look, I'm not look. There's no excuses for that. He shouldn't be doing that. But that's not why the Cowboys lost. The Denver no. offense and defense absolutely shellacked the Cowboys. Yeah, there when is, did Trevor Simeon finally learn how to play like a quarterback? Well, let's be honest here. When you lose two of your defensive backs. You're having to play a rookie who's never played in the NFL. He's the one that actually makes the interception, by the way. He plays decent. But you're having to play a safety and bring him down, who's also a rookie, and play him in nickel. That doesn't work very well. I just think Dak Prescott cannot drop back and throw 50 times. That's not his MO either. Uh, The offensive line got beat off the ball. I mean, they got beat in every facet. There is no... Way around that, the Broncos just and and to be to be fair, Lyle Collins held Van Von Miller in check until the end of the game when it didn't matter anymore. So I think you got to give him a lot of credit uh, for that. But still, just the the holes were not there for Elliott at all. They stopped running because of that. Uh, they had opportunities. To try to keep this game close, but I think you're forcing it too much to Dez again. And when you've got the corners that they have, they got three of the best corners in the entire league that you can line up against the three receivers for the Cowboys. Witten got 
quite a bunch, and he also dropped the touchdown. But but that's about it. I mean, the bright spots for me for Dallas are the punter and the kicker. I mean, <laughs> that's about yeah, it. That, that 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 pretty much covers it. Yeah. So, yeah, the Broncos just. I I think if Simeon keeps on leading these guys to wins, you're going to be talking about. I don't think anybody's going to be talking about Paxton Lynch or no. anybody else that's going to be coming after the Broncos. It's going to be Simeon. This is our guy, and we're going with him. So, yeah, look, that's why they're glad that they got Osweiler back on the cheap because they they're not wasting a lot of money. No, and look, they almost bottled it away against the Chargers, but they made sure to come out in this game and make a statement. And I think that's a big one to make. And you got the Bills next week. Let's see what you do, and it, it doesn't look good <laughs> if you're Buffalo right now. Again. Broncos, if Buffalo scores, I will hate you. I should mention that the Ravens got a double whammy uh, that I forgot to mention earlier. Uh, Not only is Kenneth Dixon now going to have another two games tacked onto his suspension uh, as well, Uh, uh, he was already suspended four games for violating the league policy on performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, Now he's violated the league's substance abuse policy Mm. and gets two more games. Okay. Would he get tested for something and come up for that too? Yes. Man, Kenneth Dixon. Bro, get it together, buddy. Hey, wrong show. (laughs) I'm just saying... You know that they're testing you for stuff. Yes. Why are you? <laughs> Why? Simple, simple as this. If you know the piss man's going to be knocking on your door, don't take anything. Seriously. And don't smoke anything. None of that. It's it's obviously that's also a bigger blow. Marshall Yonda out for the season now for the Ravens. Ouch. He's a big part of their offensive line. So now they have to do some reshuffling there. Talk about, uh, we'll be shuffling around here. The Steelers whoop on the Vikings who had Case Keenum at quarterback. I don't think there's much more to be said there. Le'Veon Bell, still not over 100 yards, but got 27 carries. Uh, Much better for him. Martavis Bryant finally back to his old self. Big reception for him. Touchdown. Uh, Roethlisberger had a pretty good day. But yeah, when you have Case Keenum as your quarterback. See, Vikings, you should have listened to me and put Taylor Heineke in instead of having to sign Sloter from the practice squad. Yeah. uh, I mean, Sloter was all right for the Broncos against like the four teamers, but that's not saying much. Again, Heineke was better. Why they didn't keep yeah, him Yeah, he up. led them to that win in the preseason, which was awesome. Exactly. But, hey, I guess the Vikings watch different tape than Devo. Mm. I, I, then now we don't know if uh, Bradford's big old week that he had is going to mean anything until he comes back. He's, he might be able to come back. 
next week, if not the week after, he's supposed to start practicing again if he responds well to treatment. But boy, we'll Teddy Bridgewater's gonna start licking his chops. Or Teddy Bridgewater's wishing right now that he could be healthy. <laughs> Feel bad for the guy. Just so do I. The whole big thing with the. Vikings trying to toll his salary and him wanting to play this season. and it, It's just sad. It is sad. You know what's also sad? The Jaguars recorded a ridiculous number of sacks last week and absolutely whooped the Texans. And then here they go at home and lose badly to the Titans. Breaking news. Derrick Henry just scored again. <laughs> he only scored one touchdown. But, I mean, first of all, did I not tell everybody, Jags fans included, to calm down? You really did not do yourself any flavor favors by breaking out mayonnaise belly flop contests in the parking lot as part of the tailgate. Are you not any self-aware of your reputation? Yet people look at me crossways when I say we're drunken and delusional. Well, exhibit A, your honor. Oh, dear Christ. (laughs) Delaney Walker got a rushing touchdown in this game. (laughs) Brandon Uh, Allen, are you when we need you? Ugh. Well, he's there. He's there, but you, you you know, you went and signed Ryan Nassib. No, he's not there. You got rid of him. Oh, that was the point. <sighs> Jaguars, what are you doing? Hey, look, uh, Ryan Nassib used to play. He played for uh, Doug Marone at Syracuse. Hey, that's got to be the answer, right? <laughs> Doug, this ain't Syracuse, Okay. Newsflash, they didn't work out too well over there for you either, now did it? They did They did miss Allen Robinson a lot. I think that needs yeah. to be said. Allen Robinson's your number one receiver. Go ahead, you pat the man on the knees, he's laying down on the ground. How's that Dharma treating you? What, what do you think this means for a DeMarco Murray who sees Derrick Henry get more carries than him and uh, obviously playing much better than him in this game. You think he's he's starting to wind it down for Mr. Murray after last year he had that I got to prove it to everybody year that I'm I'm still a beast? He's going to wind it down, but I still say... This year's one thing, but keep an eye on Alabama running backs long term. It usually doesn't work. Now, I don't think Murray has the time for the patience to wait for that. So I think either he goes elsewhere or maybe hangs him up. But someone's going to come in behind Derrick Henry in the next couple of years and make that a competition all over again. So how long until Nassib starts? Uh, let's see. Why Henny still has a job with this team, I am clueless. They're playing in London. It's the Ravens. Blake Bortles is still crap. Uh, week four. 
Yeah, if uh, Bortles goes and stinks, well, that's the problem. You're playing the freaking Ravens defense. Exactly. They're going to stink it up. Exactly. Week four. I almost feel like you got to give Bortles a mulligan, but you've already given him way too many. So Look, it, it, look if, with, the, with the number of mulligans we've given him, he should be going out on a course and shooting a damn 36. But he's not, all righty? <laughs> no, he's certainly not. So, eh. I, I can understand from an angry Jags fan over here why you'd be upset, but. To think, I'm not even the really angry Chags fan. Check Twitter if you think I'm being harsh. Oh no, I'm sure there's everybody that they want to burn down everything. But hey, you kind of knew this was what it was going to be. We, we would have done that, except Irma kind of flooded most of downtown, so we have to resort to other options. Check <laughs> back with us in a couple of weeks. Well, if Maria doesn't come and hit everybody again. We will uh we will be all right. Uh the Raiders go and whoop the Jets. I mean, did you expect hey, anything less? Again, Raiders, Jets in Oakland. I have said a long time ago when the New Yorker pointed this out to me, when it comes to Raiders Jets, whoever hosts usually wins handily. It's been that way ever since the sixties. Crabtree, three touchdowns. Marshawn Lynch, epic dance moves. Yeah. Derek Carr doing Derek Carr things. I mean, how can you uh, be upset by any of that? Exactly. Now the, now the only problem is the Raiders might find themselves in a three-horse race for the division instead of just two, but they've shown that they're capable of uh, comporting themselves. Hey, Josh McCown did throw a couple of touchdowns. Your point? He did. I'm, I'm just saying, he did. Jermaine yes. Curse. Yes, and Josh yeah. McCown is also the Jaguars' all-time preseason passing yards leader. Your point? Wow, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's Don't sad. get me started on McCown, okay? <laughs> There's a reason why he's played for nearly every damn team in this league. I will say, at least Jermaine Curse is holding up his end of the. Well, of course he's. Well, of course he's Jermaine Curse. What do you expect? <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, that's about the only good thing to say about the Jets because this defense just keeps getting worse. Somehow Matt Forde is still producing. And yeah, if you have Jermaine Curse in fantasy, that's about probably the only guy to be playing right now. Yeah, Sam Darnold, if I'm you, just stay right at USC. You don't want any part of this going into next season. I don't know, the way the Colts are playing. And I mean, yeah, you think I mean them. much better? <laughs> There's a reason why these teams have done next to nothing. Well, of course, the Colts are Peyton Manning, but... Yeah, you take away him, and there's a reason why both of these franchises have done almost nothing since they met in Super Bowl Three. Russell Wilson scores a late touchdown to get the Seahawks a victory over the division rival 49ers. 
Brian yeah. Boyer doesn't even throw a hundred yards passing. Twelve? No, again, twelve. Because who was it? Blair Walsh that mixed that extra point. Yes, Blair Walsh is there. Yeah, just just when I was saying, oh, maybe you cursed Minnesota and all this and that, then you go ahead and you prove me wrong, like kind he of. Did jack- make two field goals. Yeah, but still, extra point. Kind of in a semi-crucial situation. Haven't we seen that from him before? Sure have, but again, the way that Brian Hoyer's barely getting four yards of pass and not even throwing for 100 yards. But it, and, that, so, and then again, I go back to the score, 12-9. For God's sake, Seattle, it's okay to spend money on an offensive line. It's pretty important last time I checked. Yeah, I mean, well, the one positive for the 49ers, Carlos Hyde, Matt Breda combined for about 159 yards rushing. Uh, I like the fact that they are understanding that Brian Hoyer should not be who you're, the horse you're riding. He is just a vehicle to move the team, and you're using your strength to your advantage if you're Kyle Shanahan. Russell Wilson gets sacked three times. Lucky not to lose a fumble. Shanahan's kind of delusional by saying to Brian Hoyer, hey, you're our guy, because, hey, no, he's not. (laughs) But who's going to be the guy? Someone that they draft? I'm just saying. Yeah, they probably could have drafted one of the better quarterbacks and gone with that. That they draft this year. They're in line. They're one of three teams for that number one overall pick. Hell, you're going to be competing for the Jets. Yeah, they'll be competing with the Colts and Jets. Oh, dear God. Sam Darnold, root for everybody but the Niners to win. You'd at least have some. Actually, yeah, because you'll, be, you'll have uh, Kyle Shanahan as your coach. So you might actually do some pretty good things. That being said, the 49ers defense doing their deal. Yeah. They, they put a lot of money, a lot of draft picks and money behind this defense. And it's, it's at least for this game, it paid off. Not not so much for the Panthers game. but Yeah, but again, look at what Seattle did against Green Bay. So six of one, half dozen of the other. Right. Every week is such a different story with the NFL that we could be talking about this right now. And next week is a, is a whole different thing. Thomas Rawls comes back, doesn't get to do much. Chris Carson has continued his play from the preseason where he is just stolen, carries away from everybody. He's the guy they're relying on. Eddie Lacy can't even get into the team. Nope. Nor should he. That's how bad things are. No, I agree with you. He shouldn't. But just, and you make this big signing of him in the offseason and he, he can't. Yeah. The darn right now. yeah, guess what? Seahawks have done that before. Anybody remember Matt Flynn? <laughs> I think a lot of people forget about Matt Flynn at this point. But, hey, you want to bring him up, so it's cool. The Redskins and Rams had one heck of a game. Uh, this was really fun. You even got to watch part of it if you were watching during the Cowboys and Broncos rain delay. 
But yeah, this was so, Gurley got to hurdle people and score a touchdown. Chris Thompson scores a big long sixty-one uh, yard run for a touchdown. And running was the name of the game in this one. The Redskins running backs basically bowled over the Rams defense and kept things off of Kirk Cousins, making things a lot easier for him and the Redskins uh, to get the win. Uh, Jared Goff had a chance to go tie the game, throws an interception on the first pass because he stares down Cooper Cup like he had nowhere else to be. And, yeah, rookie mistake there, you know, second-year mistake there for Jared Goff. Gurley losing well, a fumble, I, I, not I, good I'm either. I'm willing to call that a rookie mistake because, again, high school offense is rookie year. That doesn't count. <laughs> Middle school offense, if I remember what Todd Gurley said correctly. Well, but yeah, he was, right. <laughs> he was uh, 15 for 25. He threw for a touchdown. Uh, 224 yards, not too bad for him. Uh, Johnny Hecker once again got to do his wonderful fake punt, which was great. They faked it actually once and punted. So you know, they they teased you with it. And they still got it off on Jay Gruden. And Jay Gruden's face after they actually, he hits it to uh, 83 who I forgot, to Josh Reynolds. And he breaks a tackle and goes for 28 yards, and you're like, my lord, are you guys that dumb? They basically teased it in your face, and you still let it happen. So There's so many jokes that I can make about that, but I'm not. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. Uh, honestly, but, uh, yeah, I think for the most part, if this is the Rams you're going to see and not the Rams you saw in the, or if, if between these first two games, if that defense can come together, like you saw in the game against the Colts, and then you have the offense play better with Todd Gurley, you know, going back to being the old Todd Gurley, I think we could certainly see the Rams be contenders. Uh, they, the Reds, be res- they will be yeah. respectable, and that should get fans to start showing up a teeny bit more. But right, 229 yards rushing. Or we'll take out the stuff from Kirk Cousins. About 220 yards rushing between the three running backs. Chris Thompson with two touchdowns. That's something of a concern if you're the Rams. you got to stop that quick. But if the Redskins could play like that, they're going to be tough to beat because that's the problem. They've relied too much on Kirk Cousins in the past because they couldn't run the ball. If they can run the ball much more effectively. Another thing that stood out to me too is the Rams had so many times where the Redskins, they had the Redskins on like third and seven, third and eleven third and like 17 and they would convert every time don't remind me you have to (laughs) stop the other team stop people Uh, and get off the field yeah you cannot allow them to convert on third and 17 
third and 11, third and 15. That's just, that's not going to get it done for you. You're putting a lot more pressure on that defense. They did a lot to keep them in this game. Uh, credit to Goff and, every, and, and everybody and the, the fake punt and everything else to to get keep them close. But it's just, you cannot allow 220 yards rushing and you cannot just keep letting them convert on third down, which was the Cowboys defense problem in, the, in their game against the Broncos. See what I forgot to mention. About six or seven in a row they allowed third down uh, that is demoralizing for a defense like that. So uh, credit to the Redskins for making sure that they don't go 0-2. And now they got a big sun, big Sunday night matchup against the Raiders uh, coming up here. So what do we got left? Yeah, the Sunday night game. Aaron Rodgers throws for 343 yards and two touchdowns. Jordy Nelson does get hurt. Uh, in this game, which is obviously a factor. Devonta Freeman, or Devontae Freeman, two touchdowns. Helped a lot as far as balancing this offense. Julio Jones gets his. And the Falcons roll on at Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes-Benz, which delicious-looking food and thankfully very cheap prices... I'm glad they actually stuck to that and continue to stick to that. Because, yeah, fans are going to be hungry for seeing this team continue their success. Certainly, and I, I think it should be noted that it was 34-10 to 10 entering the fourth quarter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was able to get two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to make the lead look closer, but this was Atlanta domination. Yeah, it was Atlanta dominating just like they did in the NFC Championship. Credit to Rodgers because, again, the defense led up a little bit. Uh, You had a significant injury to Vic Beasley, but in the end, it was a bridge too far. Now, I would like to see Atlanta close out games a little bit better if they really are trying to be one of those teams in the class of the NFC, but if you're a Falcons fan, you still take this one. Oh, yeah, certainly. I think you had the close one against the Bears that people questioning. Mm-hmm. What is this team? And I think now you showed you had the balance attack, the defense did what they were supposed to do. You had the Marcus, the, the Desmond Trufant, 15-yard fumble return for a touchdown, which pretty much put the game out of reach. And, yeah, it's it's one of these things where now you uh, they have fully forgotten about that Super Bowl loss and were ready to roll, ready to go. This was a total just offensive display, well, defense, <laughs> We'll see how they fully forgotten about that Super Bowl loss come week seven. But this was still a major step. Yeah, and I th- I wonder if people are questioning that defense now that they were saying, oh, this defense for the, the Packers, it's so much better. No, it isn't. Yeah. Or do they just perhaps run into a buzzsaw this week and, and the Falcons, they had a lot to prove. Not, and not first the- opener, everything else. Not just a buzzsaw, but there were also a lot of key injuries and things to the Packers as well. So, 
Yeah, that's big. And also the Falcons find out they're going to miss Vic Beasley for a month. Hamstring problem. So not good on their end. But let's hope that they can piecemeal something together. I think they'll figure it out. It's just the the Falcons, they can still outscore you for the most part. So Mm -hmm. even though Vic Beasley is huge to that defense and especially rushing the passer, I think they'll be okay. Just that's not something you want to deal with. Vic Beasley's been out before with injuries. So you hope this is not a continuing problem for him. Uh, at this point, I should have mentioned also that in that game against the Browns, Andrew Luck's already been ruled out. So it looks very likely that the idea that he would miss that first month of the season is what's going to happen here, which is unfortunate for the Colts, but I guess I, another I'm week of learning that, for Brissett. I'm saying this now. It's going to be a miracle if we see Andrew Luck before Halloween. Probably not wrong. I, for, I also forgot to mention that the Rams play the 49ers on the Thursday night game. Oh, sure. Look, Rams, I'm going to tell you one last time. If I see gold on your uniforms, there will be problems. Mm, probably not because you have the 49ers with the gold. So this will probably be the white and blue against the red and gold. Strictly white and blue. I don't want to see a sliver of it, Rams. Not one. None. Zero. (laughs) You got to stop with It's like hating on them. If they want to keep a little bit of their culture from being in St. Louis, what's wrong with that? No, then you don't switch the helmets to your original ones in L.A. that you had for a good 30 years. You don't. You're not wrong, but still. Just... <laughs> hey, Sean, uh, you know I'm right in a lot of my arguments. Just roll with it and help me out here. Hey, I have to argue with you for the sake of it, okay? If I just go, whatever then it's not any fun. Okay? So, I mean, listen, I don't think that it's wrong what they're deciding to do. It's part of their history. Why not celebrate that? Sure, St. Louis fans don't want to hear about it. Okay, and neither do Cleveland Rams if you're talking about part of their history. Oh, come on now. Hey. Uh, I I don't think any... Is there anybody alive that really remembers that, that was alive back then to watch them be that? I mean, come on. Maybe. They moved to L.A. in 39. Maybe you got somebody who was centenarian who probably listened to the Cleveland Rams on the radio as a kid. That's possible. I don't doubt that, but... <laughs> you know what? Tweet at Eric if you were one of those people. Tweet at Eric at Squid Sports. And if you so don't know, know use Twitter, ask your grandchildren. They will help you. I will understand entirely. <laughs> I want I want that tweet. I want that tweet. If somebody tell me I was alive watching them beat the Cleveland Rams, I'm still pissed about that. They should be the Cleveland Rams right now. Uh, so your again, your national games are the Rams 49ers, which will have a breakdown of that on Thursday before we get to the Thursday night show. 
uh, you have the Sunday night game is the Raiders and Redskins. Your games of the week right now are Chiefs and Chargers or Bengals Packers, depending on where you live on the CBS side. Oh, God. And Seahawks Titans on the Fox side. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Maybe Yahoo did something right for a change in street. Oh, dear Jesus. And, of course, you have the London game, Jacksonville and Ravens. Streamed on Yahoo so, at yeah, 9.30 in the morning. Look, I again, tweet me, at Squeak. At Squid Sports Head, if you will provide me with breakfast vouchers for pancakes and bacon and ply me with the necessary supplies so I can drink mimosas and screwdrivers, I will watch and tweet that game. I really will. Other than that, no dice. Just no. Cowboys go national for the third time in a row uh, against the Cardinals. Well, I'm, when you're a franchise that's worth a billion dollars more than any other NFL franchise, this is what you get. Hey, I don't mind because I live here in Miami, and the more I get to watch them without having to wait till they show up on Game Pass is nice. So uh, it's nice that we'll get to talk about them on, on the next Monday show. So, But that's going to do it for us here. I hope you enjoyed what... Uh, we gave you I'll try to make sure I watch games on Sunday night so that I can watch all my games I I only got to watch the NFC East and then Cardinals and Colts so I didn't really get to give a big breakdown on some of them but we'll try to get better at this last week we missed because of the hurricane hope to God that Hurricane Maria does not come over here so we can get a bit of a respite on hurricanes but watch out, those of you in Puerto Rico and all the islands, because it's coming, and it's coming hard. But all right, until then, uh, hopefully you'll keep hey, listening to us. All that I, oh Jesus, I need sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and we will, we will be back on Thursday night, Friday morning with a breakdown of the Thursday night game, which hopefully is good between the Rams and 49ers. Uh, Gary will be with us to preview the games. We'll get some college pickums and more. Uh, listen wherever you can, either last word on profootball.com, thirdtimnet.com, YouTube, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, uh, Rattleship Broadcasting, wherever it is you listen. Thank you. We appreciate it. Until... The next time we're on, see you later, everybody. Peace. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.